0: Hey, guys. This is a special bonus episode of the podcast. I've mentioned it a few times. I've been doing Facebook Live Bachelor recaps and MVP and LVP and Power Fives, and we wanted to put it up as a podcast as well. I'd love for you to follow me on Facebook. at facebook.com slash jared.fried, and you can watch the show live after The Bachelor or any on my page. It stays up there, but... If you're more of the listening type, we wanted to put it out as a podcast. Share this with a friend who likes The Bachelor or has ever seen The Bachelor. or Even a friend who doesn't even know what The Bachelor is. It's a fun listen. I talk about dating and some of the girls and why I wouldn't want to be with them and why I would. And I think it relates to a lot of people. So we're putting it up as a podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. Let me know and enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Post Game Show. I'm Jared Freed. We had an amazing episode of The Bachelor. We're gonna go over the whole episode. We're gonna talk about our power five. We're gonna do an MVP of the episode and an LVP, the least valuable player. Then at the end, we're gonna take your question live. If you have any questions, you put them in the comment section right now as we go through through the recap and put them in the comment section, then afterwards we're gonna answer them live right here at the end of the recap. But, let's get into the show. We watched The Bachelor, we opened up. Um, this is a great episode. Let's, let's get one thing straight. This had so much stuff and juice to it. The girls are getting crazier than ever. Corinne, is next level and she's so, Corinne has gotten so wild with these people that they. she's literally made them all crazy because all they can worry about is Corinne and Nick may as well not even exist. Their one goal seems to be to get rid of this one girl and not to meet the guy that's supposedly gonna be their fiance at the end of this. It's crazy because we open up with, there's this girl meeting like a tribal council, like they're going to vote her off the island or something. And Vanessa then confronts Nick that she's not here to waste time. I love when a girl comes on The Bachelor after leaving her job for months and then says she's not looking to waste time. I think this show's all about wasting time. So then we have Sarah and Taylor actually go and have some sort of intervention with Karen. The intervention, uh, this won't be Corinne's only intervention during her life. I think the next one's in 10 years with a few more family members, and it's going to be about, you know, sleeping pills and stuff like that. But Sarah and Taylor kind of come after Corinne in a way where it, it's strange to me, because why do they need, why why is Corinne their problem? This seems to be a running theme throughout this episode. Um, that's when... Corinne comes with the famous line, you do you, I'ma do me. Corinne basically sounds like every drunk guy outside of a bar in the Jersey Shore. Like I've seen that speech. You do you, I'ma do me. You know, I've seen a guy named Sal yell that at a guy named Rocco. So Corinne, uh, you're doing a great impression. We hope to the break we come back with a rose ceremony. We're going to lose some chicks. Corinne is rubbing her eye. (laughs) After seeing the way Corinne lives, uh, there's no question that's pink eye. She's rubbing her eye for like an hour after we saw this intervention that was in her bedroom that needs a nanny. I'm going to be team. Let's get Corinne's nanny to the house to help clean up her pigsty. and it's weird, now there's this, you know, before the rose ceremony, the girls are talking about fairness, and, and they're saying it's unfair for Corinne to stay, which is such a, a mind blow. If anything, it's unfair for Corinne to be sent home. She's the only one that's given him any action. She's the only one that's hooked up. How can you say it's unfair for Corinne to stay when she's hooked up with him as it? At, 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 How can you do that at the same time that you've complained about being ghosted after sex? How can you? So then we go through the rose ceremony. We lose Christine and Brittany. Brittany, um, this was—I think this is the first time we met Brittany. And Brittany is a mess. She's crying. She can't believe it. And. This is what happens on The Bachelors in the early episodes when they get kicked off and they start crying. They really start to not, they don't care about the guy. They start to make it about their own single state. Uh, Brittany does this really well. She writes, she just, her closing line is, I've been single for so long. Which is like, that's the worst commercial for her post-Bachelor dating life. Just her, I've been single for so long. Maybe that would be Match.com's new ad campaign. they will get rid of that old guy. it will just be, I'm single for too long. Brittany, I wish you the best of luck. We barely knew you. Now, we're, we're coming back uh, to the show, and this is my favorite part of the show, is when Chris Harrison gets the group to, group of girls together, and he announces that they're gonna go take a trip. And he comes in, and he goes, we're going to Milwaukee. And literally, no one has ever been this excited to go to Milwaukee in the history of Milwaukee. It's never happened. And they cheer, and you just see all these girls' faces start to turn. Like, Corinne's like, I want to go to Tulum. I've seen Tulum on Instagram. They they haven't seen a lot of Milwaukee on Instagram. So they're going to Milwaukee. Um, That's when we get to meet Nick's mom and dad. Wow, where did these two meet? They look like they met at a Sons of Anarchy, Revenge of the Nerds mixer. He could not look any different than the mom. The mom looks like she went to the salon and was like, I'll take the Bieber. She looks ridiculous, and then we get a one-on-one with Danielle, which is a surprise to none of your boyfriends. No boyfriend is surprised to see that Danielle L. gets the alone date. She's the boyhood favorite right now. She's every guy is talking about Danielle L. Gorgeous. I don't know what races she has the mix of, but that needs to be the new everything. We need to only set up those two races to make more Danielle Ls. So we come back to the Danielle L date, and that's where we're going cookie decorating. Going to do a little cookie decorating. This is one of those dates that no guy wants to go on. It's like the paint night date. You know, the one where you see the picture on Instagram where they're holding the painting next to each other. No dude has ever said to his friends, hey, yo, screw the football game. Let's go make a still life. That's never been said in the history of men. Uh, so this, hey, let's not just, let's, let's, to the girls of the world, don't get any ideas from the bachelor and the cookie date. That's when we get a, um, a we actually get a, a makeout at the cookie date. I always love when they go to these dates that are like a daytime hang or like a hometown visit and you wonder how's the makeout gonna happen? Like in front of the cookie woman in between icings? That's on the date is uh, when we get a run-in with one of Nick's exes in the hometown. That didn't feel like it just kinda happened. Amber the ex is waiting inside a coffee shop. Nick looks at it and is like, there's an ex. Nick also not great at awkward moments. It looks like he walks into awkward moments trying to be more awkward during them. And he does this during this, he hits on Amber, he just says she's beautiful, looks great. It's almost this weird thing where he's having a date with both. But then towards the end, it really feels like Nick is the one that suggested that an ex come and meet them on this date because she makes him look like a nicer guy. He's known as this bad guy who's had sex with a lot of girls on the show. So it seems like him and the producers are trying to make him uh, a little bit more of the good guy by having, you know, look at he can have a conversation with someone he's been inside of. Look at he's the good guy. So we walk away. So then the, the the ex goes away. At the end of the date, um, she she they they're on like a, a mat and or like they're on the middle of a field or whatever. And Nick says, in the understatement of the century, he says that he had an instant physical connection with Danielle L. Oh really, Nick? You had an instant fit. I had an instant physical connection with Danielle L. On Instagram last night. Okay, I, I I literally everyone at home has had an instant physical connection with Danielle L. But we come back with Danielle L's date. Continue Danielle's dress. Can we make Danielle the official spokeswoman for the halter top? She wears the cutout shirt better than any girl I've ever seen in my entire life, and she had this ponytail that was like like really placed specifically in front of her boobs, like she wasn't ready to give up the cleavage yet. Every guy at home is just like, move the ponytail, move the ponytail. So if you're watching The Bachelor with your boyfriend, just know that's exactly what was going through his mind. Um, And then we go back and we find out that Raven is going to get an alone date. Raven. Raven, Middle America Zone. Right? We're gonna we're gonna see a little bit a little bit of Mountain Dew on this day. So then we come back and we find out that the group date is gonna be a farm day. The farm day was a lot of fun. It's a big group date. Uh, all the major players are there. And Corinne, not happy to be at the farm. Surprise! Surprise! I've seen the face, and we've talked about it on this show before. Uh, Corinne is the the combination of every bad girlfriend episode that's ever happened. Complains, issues, on top of issues, on top of issues. So Corinne is on this day, and she's just making the face that I've seen every ex-girlfriend of mine make when you go to a restaurant that they're not happy at. Just this, yeah, it's good, it's good. Like this, like, I'm about to fart a complaint at you face. Um, so then Corinne, farming, she even claims, this was a little bit of a weird, Corinne is like, she's like, Corinne speaks, like, Trump without holding back. It's kind of, that puts it into perspective. Corinne, at one point, says that farming is beneath her nanny, which... It's one of those moments that the nanny has to be at home. being like, you're making me look horrible, Corinne. I'll, I'll farm. I feed you mac and cheese. So now, Jamie, uh, the farm day was fun because we got a little bit of time with Jamie, the former lesbian, maybe bi, uh, girl on the show. She Jamie uh, starts talking about handling the cow teats in a way that got this Bachelor post-game show host a little hot and bothered. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. That was amazing. And, and then she they show her handling the teats. It, it, it was a really fun – it's just funny that she's – we know Jamie. Jamie's, like, playing it up now. She's going to end up being on, like, Outsource Magazine or something or, like, whatever the, you know, buy lesbian magazine send, uh, <laughs> is out there. She's going to be the one telling you – how to handle a teat, that'll be her hashtag forever, and we're going to have to listen to that while I like follow her on Twitter. Uh, so now, the best part um, was the hunter boots. Hunter boots got a big play at the farm. Every girl finally realized what hunter boots are used for. Yeah, the, those are actual boots that are used to step in shit with, not to be worn over jeans. So that was got a nice plug. And then at the end, Sarah comes out with a I can see bullshit and cow shit. Sarah went at the camera in a way that she had written the line seven times to try and nail it. Come on, Sarah, leave, leave the, the, the banter for me live tweeting. You go along trying to marry a guy on TV. Now we come back to the group date continued. Christina admits to a dark past, which... No one has any clue, but Christina also has a Russian accent. When you hear a Russian accent with dark past, I don't know, something about that is hot to me. Uh, Vanessa gives, Vanessa the teacher that is every woman's favorite contestant, Vanessa, she teaches uh, disabled children, mentally disabled children, she brings the scrapbook. And listen, Vanessa shows the worst part about dating any teacher is having to fake like you care about the stories about the kids. And Nick plays it to perfection. He looks at the book, this is amazing. So you're assuming Nick is gonna choose Vanessa for the Rose at the end of this group date. And then we get to the end, which doesn't happen. Let me just fast forward, and I'll come back. Nick does not, chooses Christina, the Russian accent, over the disabled kid's scrapbook. So listen, teachers, just know, you can't beat Russian accent. So, the, I, I just wanted to imagine the kids back in, back in Montreal being like, no! the C plus, kids. Up your scrapbook game. Maybe you'll keep Nick around. Now, at the end of this, Sarah calls out Corinne for napping. This is when Corinne does a classic, horrible girlfriend maneuver. She makes a complaint about her general disposition and makes it about, oh, you don't want me to nap? I'm not allowed to sleep? How could I not sleep? And it's like, yeah, not, it's not about your sleeping. It's about the type of person who goes to sleep when everyone else is doing the show. But Corinne makes it about napping. And then does the, the, the king of all lines, Corinne says, oh, M- Michael Jordan doesn't sleep? Abraham Lincoln doesn't sleep? You know, Corinne, Michael Jordan, Abraham Lincoln. That group. You know, that old team that you've always put in the same sentence together. Then, Corinne with another class. I have to bring this up again. Corinne is the combination of every bad girlfriend. This is She's a learning. She's a way for us to learn how to be better. She brings up that she has circulation issues. I've dated the girl with circulation issues. It's the worst complaint because they never go to the doctor for it, but they never stop complaining about it. I, I don't know what circulation issues are. You have cold hands? My hands are cold right now. Let's stop the circulation issues complaint. Now we come back from the group. We go back to the group day. Christina calls out Corinne. Everyone's calling out Corinne. and It's, it's too much Corinne for all the other contestants because they're really losing. The more they worry about her, the less they're going to be worried about Nick. Uh, Rachel gets a makeout. Rachel, under under like under the radar front runner rachel always seems to get a make out or a rose but we never hear from her she's gonna be around for a while panic attack this is oh corinne's second element of the episode we have circulation issues now she says that she just had a panic attack she's all over the board i what i would love to see her meds what is she taking because that would knock you out now Corinne does get the conversation. She does steal Nick away a little bit during the um, group date. And this is really telling about Corinne. She has an alone conversation with Nick, and she says it was more of an adult conversation because they didn't make out. So she's confident in the conversation they had. But it's an adult combo. I feel like any conversation where Nick, were, I feel like any conversation where Corinne isn't getting fingered is just considered an adult conversation. Well, his, he wasn't inside me, so we were just talking. And then, as we said before, Christina gets the road, gets the rose on the group date over Vanessa and the scrapbook children. Again, teachers, you don't care about your students. I'm sorry, they're not your real kids. Next year they move on to a new teacher. And then you have to learn 30 new names. And then we have to. So now we come back for the Raven one-on-one date. Raven is one of my favorite um, contestants to make fun of because she did her whole interview from home from a train track. (laughs) So that just says everything about her. Uh, They go to a youth soccer game. Raven's been to a few playgrounds before, but it was usually at night into bioxy. Um, so they go to the uh, the youth soccer game. This is again another date where I'm wondering how are they going to make out at a youth soccer game. They actually don't. They watch the game. He's got the sister there. His sister Bella shows up. Nick's sister Bella has now met three different bachelor contestants. These are the adults. Nick's sister gets to look up to. These are her new role models. Somebody save Bella, okay? We need to get some some real people who don't go on TV to find their fiance to meet Bella. Now, they also go rollerblading, uh, and that's where we get the make out, Since the lights are down and, you know, Christina Milian's playing and there's french fries in the air, that's where it's appropriate to make out. Then we come back on the Raven Date, And we get the story that Raven's story is that her boyfriend, she walked in on her boyfriend cheating on her. Which the whole story seemed to like, it it seemed to be her just retelling uh, Carrie Underwood's before he cheats music video. It looked like she watched that music video and was like, yeah, that happened to me. She could have just played that instead of telling her story. Then Nick wanted an incredible amount of details. He, it, it seemed like Nick had some sort of fetish about this. He was like, oh, were, you, were they naked when you walked in? Did you see, was there, how many ribs on her nipple? You know, like Nick got a little too into that. Um, and then we end the date. For some reason, they're okay, also no food was eaten, a bachelor staple on every individual date. They're going to talk the whole time with not one ounce of food getting into their stomachs, which drives me Insane, And for some reason, they're out of date in a billionaire's, an evil billionaire's lair. For some reason, they're just in this dome of some sort. And at the end, we find out they're still in the rollerblades. Which, maybe Raven was just like, I can get some free rollerblades out of this. Um, and then we get to the end, and it's really a Taylor versus Corinne face-off. Taylor is attacking Corinne, continuing our theme of... Girls worrying more about Corinne than Nick in this show, which it makes sense, but Taylor came at her in a way. I was actually on Corinne's side. Corinne, what does it have to do, why does Taylor get to decide who's emotionally ready to be in a relationship with a person that's been on four reality shows already? Why don't you get off a high horse, Taylor? Right, America? That's our recap. If you have any questions, put them in the comments section. Put them right now. We're going to do our Power 5, and then we're going to go to your questions and our MVP and LVP. Get in your questions now in the comments. Comment. Make sure to share this video with your friends. Uh, Tag your friends who enjoy The Bachelor. Let's go to the top five, okay? Our Power 5. Who is it this week? Who do we got? Okay? I'm going to keep... Corinne in our power five. Okay? Right now, I got I got Corinne at number four. I'm keeping Corinne at number four because she's the only one giving Nick the things that we know Nick loves. We know he loves touching a boo. Okay? And he's done that with Corinne. He's got to get to the blowjob promised land, and then she'll be gone. But she's sticking around. Corinna number four. Vanessa, America's sweetheart, is at number three. I'm gonna put Vanessa at number two. I don't think that's how it's spelled, but we're gonna figure that out. That's Vanessa number two, uh, America's sweetheart. The scrapbook though, learn a lesson. But she did wear, Vanessa did at one point when they were at the farm work, one of those bodysuit T-shirts. She brought it. There was a lot of good things going on with Vanessa. Um, number five, Rachel. Rachel, I told you, under the radar favorite. She gets a kiss on every episode. She gets a rose on every episode. She's really flying under the radar. I like where Rachel's at. She's behind Corinne because they're gonna. The you know you have to understand on the Bachelor. It's the two people have to make a choice. Nick, the guy with the penis, and the producers with the ratings. Corinne satisfies both. Rachel does not. Vanessa, kind of both. I'm gonna put in our three spot, I think what I'm gonna do with the three spot is we gotta go with, um, who did I have at number three? If you have a if you have a number three, if you put your top five in the comments, we'll get to it. Number one, obviously, Danielle. Danielle's number one. I mean, the halter top queen herself. Danielle L. You're the ones we love. And also, oh, Raven. Danielle's a number one because obviously, I mean, he fits she fits all the categories. Nick is a sexual person. He's already told her he's in her into her, like, you know, we said at the beginning. <laughs> he has. He was attracted to her immediately, yeah, like we, who wasn't and then they've had good dates Raven at number 3, because that date say what you want about the whole thing and how crazy it was, it was a good date, they did seem to get along Nick did say the word love for the first time on this show with Raven, so I got in the number 1 spot, Danielle, Vanessa sticking around all you girls are happy, she's up at the top, Raven uh, up stock this week Corinne falling down the mountain, but only because we never seen her and Nick interact, so we don't know how Nick feels yet. Rachel, under the radar. Okay, that brings me to the MVP, LVP. MVP, Danielle. MVP, because listen, the halter top queen, that's it, that's all I got to say. She's killing it right now. Every look is great, and she's playing right into she's being cool. She even stole them away when she didn't even need to. Extra time during bonus time. She's killing. LVP, the least valuable player. Who's it going to be? Taylor. Taylor was awful. Awful thing about The Bachelor. You came on a show to do your thing. Taylor only seems to worry about other people's things. She attacked Corinne. She seems to have a personal issue with her. And then she's just boring. Every None of her has been... It seems like she's there to do a a mental evaluation rather than to be dating a guy on a show. So I'm going to give Taylor the LVP because she really did nothing to have any fun on the show and she's just going to judge Corinne. Corinne's awful. You're doing, There's no new news here. There's nothing new to that. What are you going to do? Fix her? What are you going to be? We're going to have you as Mother Taylor? Mother Teresa Taylor? You're going to save Corinne? That's not a life we're saving. So what do we need to bring us down into the weeds with that? But Let's go. So that's my MVP is Danielle. LVP for this week is Taylor. Our top five: Danielle, Vanessa, Raven, Corinne, and Rachel. And now let's go to the questions. We're here every Monday night after the Bachelor. Right here. Get your tag your friends. Share the video. Spread the word. I'm also on Twitter at JTrain56. Let's go to listen some questions. Matt Rasbatch. Matt Raspach, uh, you said that Corinne became your second favorite after her speech. Uh, after her speech, I love Corinne. Gave, has given three speeches on this show, and Danielle M hasn't been on camera in two weeks. She's literally given three speeches. Um, Mountain Doomy, Raven, Jacqueline Blake. Who will win? Taylor versus Corinne. Corinne's gonna win. There's no question, Jacqueline. Taylor doesn't have the annoying girl, Taylor has a little thing called shame, and that's why they said one will leave, I'll promise you right now, Taylor will leave because she has a little shame. She's going to say, this is it, this is too crazy for me. Corinne will come up with another ailment and say, oh, you don't like people with circulation issues? Hashtag all circulation issues matter. And that would be Corinne's move because Corinne knows how to get in the weeds. Taylor, too nice. She's from the Upper Midwest. My, you know, Corinne's from Miami. She might as well be on Fifth Avenue clawing a homeless person to the ground to get to some Barney's. Uh, Lauren McHugh, who do you think will go to The Bachelor in Paradise? Lauren, any girl they ask will go on Bachelor in Paradise. Any girl that wants an Instagram following enough to get a 50 sponsorship. I promise you, anyone, that they're, fo- they're waiting by the phones right now. Uh, Danny Miller, Danny asks, how do you feel about Josephine being Corinne's sidekick? Okay, I have some Josephine thoughts. I'm actually starting to become a fan of Josephine on this show. I don't like the sidekicks. I don't like the ones that push storyline along just to get us to another, like, thing, but what Josephine seems to be doing, it seems that she's there to, like, it looks like she's the kerosene type of person. That's the person who wants Corinne to be even crazier. Did you notice that Josephine was the last person Corinne spoke to before having a one-on-one argument with Taylor? I think Josephine is the audience a little bit. I'm team Josephine. Um, now Matt Matt asked how is shark dolphin girl still there <laughs> shark so Alexis is the girl on night one that dressed up as a doll as a dressed up in a shark costume and told everyone she's a dolphin she's going to be hired as Trump's new press secretary I, I think because she and she's still here she's Still in the game, I think. It, I think there's. I think the reason she's still here is there's two things. Again, Nick and producers. Nick can only meet so many people. Producers need fun people to house to keep morale. Morale. Alexis strikes me as one of those fun people that they're like, listen, all the girls like her. We gotta keep her around. We need somebody because they're not allowed to have cell phones in the house. They need an Alexis to do you know song and theater dances and do Spice Girls dances. Um, We'll do one more question. Um, Let's do one more question. Luke Greasmeyer, there are no JoJo's on this season. JoJo's special. You gotta admit she had a good personality and a fun attitude the whole time. Danielle is as close as we're getting to JoJo. Or I think if Josephine can break out of just being the producer's puppet and then transition into talking to Nick a little bit. We might get more. But really, the, the, what's going to happen is if Vanessa doesn't win, Vanessa already has a check made out for The Bachelorette. There's no question. Because every girl loves, the ba- loves Vanessa. So that's really this season's JoJo. Jo- jo. Guys, that is our show. Uh, This is the Bachelor Post Game Show. Please tag your friends. Share it with a friend. Share it on your page on Facebook. I'm on Twitter live tweeting The Bachelor every Monday night at 8 at JTrain56. We're going to be back next week with a whole new recap. So tag your friends, share the video, and we'll be back next week.